0: Welcome to the uh, Midwestern Council PEDDIC podcast. I'm Michael Palmer.
1: I'm David Wessel. And I'm Brandon Blackwell.
0: Thank you uh, for everybody listening. It's the first podcast we've had in a while since our fireside chat with uh, President John Dunan, which is the first of May. And guys, we've had a lot go on and a lot to talk about. So first, we can do a recap. Of May, a lot of news in May for Midwestern Council. We uh, have an agreement with Legacy Auto Sports, which races in the USF 2000 Series and the Indy Pro 2000 Series on the Road to Indy. Uh, they're based out of Indianapolis and they're owned by the legendary Meyer Racing family, which many some people may not know is uh, the grandson and uh, great grandson of Louis Meyer, which was the first three-time winner of the Indy 500. So. Uh, Uh, We're with some hollowed family ground there. And uh, they are running our logo on uh, the nose cone of both their USF 2000 cars and when the Indy Pro 2000 cars are actually on the track. For right now, there's only two drivers. Uh, We've had Simon Sykes in uh, almost every race, um, along with Nathan Bird. The only event where um, Nathan was without Simon was the IRP Oval. So, <clears throat> we made our Indianapolis Motor Speedway debut with the Legacy Autosport for the road course race, which was support to the IndyCar series there around mid May. Uh, Simon uh, finished uh, 11th in race one, 14th in race two, and 21st in race three. He was taken out um, in an incident in the first couple of laps. And then Nathan Berg ran the Oval at IRP for the Carbonite Classic, which was before um, support series technically for the Indy 500. They finished 21st and then, um, they went to road America and they finally kind of got in their, their swing. Um, it was around father's day weekend, uh, for the support for Indy Simon finished seventh in the first race and second in the number two race, which was Sunday morning. And we post that up on our Facebook page. Uh, were you both able to watch that race at all or at least the, the closing laps I posted?
2: I don't think I've actually hit, been able to catch any of those races, unfortunately. Oh, they're
0: barn burners. I suggest you do it. Uh, Simon did an awesome job, finished second for his first podium. And then they went to Mid-Ohio, They were at Mid-Ohio last weekend. And they finished third, third, and second. And if you go to the USF2000.com webpage, and this is July 10th, that's when we're recording this, they are the front page of the new section with Ooh. our little logo right there on the, on the nose going behind them. So, uh, so they did, they've done an awesome job. And they how finally got it, got it going and getting in a rhythm. And then Nathan bird was his teammate at mid Ohio last weekend as well. Uh, he finished 23rd, 24th and 22nd. And he ran a U-Sag magic part of it at uh, IRP on the oval to support the SRX series. Um, last Saturday night as well. Uh, Nathan Bird's an interesting story. He's part of the uh, Jonathan Bird Cafeteria family, which many people don't know about uh, or might not know. They used to sponsor an IndyCar team in the 80s. And also, they sponsored R.A. Dyke's car in 1996 um, in the Indy Racing League. And they've been around the Indy Racing League and IndyCar series for a while. And so um, Nathan's been running Everything from Skip Barber to Formula 1000 uh, series and a stock car here and a late model, you know, another late model there, then this. So they have them all over the place learning uh, learning to trade, as they say, um, and uh, get getting behind the wheel of a lot of different things. So next is the series is in New Jersey, August 27th through 29th, and then they're in Mid Ohio. October 1st through 3rd for two rounds. And then they do a series test, which was just scheduled at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Halloween weekend. When we're at Blackhawk, they're going to be in Indianapolis. So that has been an exciting partnership. And if anybody who's seen our Facebook page, there's been a lot of postings about them and back and forth. And uh, it's going to be a good partnership. They want to try their goal is to try to get some of our guys that do want to move up. Into a seat and their team, or to at least test and try to see if, if it is their liking. As uh, and you, as well as both of you know, Brandon and David, you know there are some of our guys that are trying to uh, step up, and it'd be a good option for them. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where they're at right now. And then uh, also during May, we had some honorary Lakeshore Sports Car Club members. Bill Throckmorton and Stephanie Frockmorton actually own an IndyCar team out of Indianapolis at Top Gun Racing, and they had RC Anderson um, in, in the car. They tested at Gateway about a week or two before to get his rookie test in, and then went to the Speedway for the Oval. And it, it just so much was happening that um, it's an effort like that, as you two can imagine, is, is a lot to undertake in such a short amount of time. And uh, he wasn't able to get in the field. And his fastest average lap was 227.298 on the speedway. And Simona De- De Silvestro, um bounced him out of the field.
1: But as a value
0: effort, they're looking at doing some more IndyCar races too this year and are actually going to start a campaign on trying to raise some funds to um, where you could buy like a certain part of the car. For like $1,500, you put your logo on the car. And they're trying to raise some capital that way um, to either get to the Indy Road Course um, or Gateway and for the end of August. So that is what we had for May on the marketing front. And then we had our traditional Sports Recover Rockford weekend Memorial Day weekend. Would you two like to talk about that for a little bit?
1: We had lovely weather and a uh, great turnout. Rockford always does a good job. It's you know very close for them. Um, get a lot of people to show up.
0: They did. It was it was it was a great weekend. Yeah. They did. They did a lot of work. Um, a, I've seen uh, a lot of volunteers for that weekend. It was a good show. We did try to have a big screen TV in the paddock for our paddock club idea, but guess what? Internet and Wi-Fi isn't so strong at Blackhawk. <laughs> so we couldn't get that quite to work out like we wanted to but uh, it, it yeah, was a I, good, very good turnout
2: I, I had a couple of uh, track employees come over and say, We're, who, who's who got the TV we need to get that <laughs> off they're taking up all the bandwidth <laughs> I'm like what TV I didn't even know we put one up there
1: <laughs> where's the
0: 50 inch TV here so yes that's uh, it was one of our ideas but uh, we'll see if it will turn in the future but right now we'll have to revisit that. Um, but it worked for, it worked for a little bit while, uh, while we had it going. So, uh, but it does suck up a lot of data when you're constantly streaming video, Uh, you know? So, um, but yeah, no, it was a great turn up by all there's two sprint races, a sprint race, Saturday, sprint race, Sunday, um, great food, great atmosphere. There was a live band as well. And, um, it, it was, I believe they were called Espinoza and Coffee that were friends of the Carlson's. And it, it was a great, great uh, racing weekend. Um, David, you ran, did you run the sprint races, I believe?
2: I ran uh, sprint race Saturday, sprint race Sunday, and then also ran the Enduro. Well, we ran most of the Enduro, I should say, on Sunday. So <laughs> how, how did the sprint races go for you? Uh, sprint races went fantastic for me. Uh, we were trying out some new tires and doing some other tire testing and things like that as well and uh, managed to run a, a personal best for myself. Uh, I got down to a 23 flat and I was mad at myself that I couldn't get a 22. I was so close and I was there multiple occasions and then screwed up turn seven. But uh, um, yeah, overall, the, the sprint races were great. Uh, it's always a challenge being the lowest horsepower car in the large production group. Um, the GT3 category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm a gt3 i'm running gt3 but i definitely don't have gt3 horsepower so it uh it makes it a bit difficult at times so because I'm, I'm i was i was pretty much the fastest if not like maybe second fastest just because that uh porsche uh came in gt4 cup car was there but uh yeah the uh i was i was a little frustrated when i'd be going through the back section of blackhawk and then i'd be all over everybody and then we get to the, Get out of turn six and they just disappear and then I'd be back all over them again by turn three. And it's just like oh, this makes it interesting, but uh okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was good racing. I I had some pretty good battles with a handful of other people in that group, so it's a good time.
0: Yeah, that was Arthur in his new portion. He was right around there at one minute fifteen.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he was the only person that in that group that i was just letting by at any point in time there was because there was times you know it, i'm so i've got so much more paced from turn three through turn six than just about everybody else in that group that i really need to i, I pretty much just yeah you're, you're, i get you're faster than me and you're probably running 10 seconds a lot faster than it's all in the straight, So I'm, I'm just going to go do my thing. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll run away from you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> yeah, I won't be. Yeah, I won't be for a while. So,
0: yeah, no, that makes total sense. Total sense. How did the Enduro go, though, as well?
2: Uh, the Enduro started off awesome. Uh, Matt Thomas was driving with me. And we were, oh, what the heck was it? I think we started outside pole. Uh, he did a great job. Just tucked in right behind uh Brandon, not Brandon Brock with us, but Brandon Steinhauer mm-hmm. uh, his Miata, and they were running one, two for a while. And then Brandon, I think broke out of E4 by like, it, it was like half a 10th of a second or something like that. So he broke out, Matt was able to stay in there. Uh, so then we were running effectively a lap up on the car right in front of us, but just kind of using it to, you know, kind of continue that pace. Um, uh, and then, you know, traffic started to play a little bit of a role, but we were able to – I think we then physically passed Brandon on track. And just, Matt was working through traffic real nicely. Uh, then all of a sudden about – oh, man, what the heck was that? About 20, 25 minutes in? Uh, Matt got a little ambitious with a, a pass going through five. Uh, got kind of forced wide and then in the grass and spun. Stalled the car, couldn't get it back running saw smoke but it was just kind of a little bit of grass burning off with the hot exhaust and things like that so it wasn't anything concerning uh ended up getting out of the car then i yelled at him to get back in we got him towed in got the car started he went back out yeah finished his stint i think we lost like six laps out of all that whole ordeal but uh still going okay and then uh finished his stint i got in the car i went out there i pretty much just drove around i knew we weren't really in contention for that much i was just trying to Maintain pace and things like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, let's see, I think it was about ten minutes to go in the enduro after this. This poor Fiat had done because also my sister was doing sprint races, and then Matt did a sprint race. It did five sprint races in eighty minutes of the ninety minute enduro all in one weekend. And uh, ten minutes to go, I'm coming out. Of, I, I come out of turn seven. I'm getting ready to grab fourth gear, and all of a sudden the the uh, exhaust camshaft breaks and just abruptly stops the motor and I was kind of getting ready to shift. So thankfully it didn't cause any big damage. I was able able to pop it out of gear right away. I just coasted to the pit lane. I I just, I come up with the car, obviously not running and I'm just getting out of the car and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) I get out of the car and we're like, what are you here for? I'm like, we're done. The motor blew up. All looking at me, he's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm not turning it over. Oh <laughs> um, well, you guys finished third, didn't you? Uh we finished fourth in our finished fourth. So. Okay. All right. So well, we had a good car count for that event for fifteen. Yeah. Looks like fifteen cars. Yeah, yeah. I was really happy with that. That that event in the past has been real light on entries, but we had fifteen this go around and uh I was I was really happy
1: to see that. That kind of shows the
2: momentum that our endurance championship i think is getting
1: um so yeah i mean year over year every event's been at least two three cars bigger so
2: yeah yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see what that that series is doing um i guess as a quick liaison from that um our endurance championship also uh we no longer require full competition licenses for it if you have past racing experience somewhere else with uh champ car 24 hours a uh, world racing league you've raced in the past with SCCA or even raced in the past with us, you know, a couple of years ago, but you would still need to get a uh, provisional license or something like that. Then uh, we would be able to allow you to do the endurance race. Uh, you just have to apply for endurance permits. You just have to email our competition director or Bruce or our licensing director, uh, Rob Wolfie. And you would be able to either one of those would be able to help anybody out that wants to, Get out and come do some uh, endurance racing with us. So,
0: so will that work for like guys like me that graduated from high speed autocross? Could I immediately Can I get one of those permits? And um, the process
2: that as of right now, that's not the case. Okay. Um, unfortunately, um, okay. that's something that we might be able to work out somewhere in the future uh, as we kind of develop the program. But right now, it's really for those that race in other series and then have that actual. Racing experience, uh, the, but just don't have a comp, an active competition license. We can then get them a uh, a uh, endurance permit that's only viable for that. So,
1: I th- I think if it was one of our autocrossers that's run with us for like ten plus years and done all the HPDE and is a good driver, we might be able to convince. Might be able to. It'd, it'd yeah, it would be, this, a, be a,
0: a resume basis. Like so, like with me, even though I've done an ice speed autocross, I've done some other things. You would take the resume in consideration.
1: Right.
2: Well, I, 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 for your resume, Mike, you have past racing experience. So (laughs) I know, but you you, kind of already fill into that. uh, Yeah. I I mean, devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to, but I know your history.
0: (laughs) But uh, honestly, my next step would be to do this because endurance, I think, right now with Enduros, and you'll see it just within the industry itself, I think it fits with, with older gentlemen as myself that are family men. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. With yeah, budgets and everything else. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to own the car. You can pay for seats and things right. like that. I think there's yeah. there, there's a huge market for that right now. I mean, you, even for me, I've got uh I you know my co driver for the next two races is gonna be paying uh for the seat. So, you know, it helps me as the person running it to uh kind of help cover some of the costs and then you know, then I'm I don't need the whole two and a half hours or two hours of time for myself, you know. I, it's a lot of work to race that that little Fiat. <laughs> Would you see us in the
0: future maybe having another Black Hawk down the road that maybe is a longer distance? Because this was just a two and a half hour, correct?
2: Uh, so the, the one on Memorial Day was actually only 90 minutes, okay, so an hour and a half. Okay. Um, so that's kind of been the norm for that first one. Uh, I've always been trying to kind of push Rockford to see if we can get it up to two and a half. but unfortunately it doesn't work out that way uh it was a pretty big push just to get them to start doing the enduro but i think this year was kind of that first year that they really saw all oh, this could actually be a, a viable source of income for us or at least i hope they saw it that way mm-hmm. uh, with 15 entries i mean that was i think that was larger than one of the uh one or two of the sprint race groups that weekend even with the good turnout that we were seeing there so you know it, it's it's kind of be, it's starting to become that viable um, you know that that financially uh, capable group. You know, if we just kind of ignore Autobahn from last year,
0: <laughs> so, oh, Yes. Yeah, so we're going to blame that one on COVID.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, so there was okay. also this other big, huge race uh, that was up in right. America that weekend too. That was kind of taking a lot of our drivers too. So that, it was that just kind true. of a bad. That bet. is true. That
0: is true. So the next event for the endurance championship is August 28th at Blackhawk Farms. And that's going to be a Madison Sports Car Club and Salt Creek Sports Car Club co weekend, and then we're going to end the season on September 11th at the Milwaukee Mile um, with Great
2: Lakes Sports Car Club. So that is correct. Yep. And then is, uh, and August 28th is two hours, okay. and the Milwaukee Mile is two and a half hours. That's all. So. All right. Good
0: deal. Good deal. And then on the to wrap up the July, I'm uh, sorry, the Memorial Day weekend it was the high-speed autocross series on that monday memorial day and rca uh, one of the sponsors um put up some money for um the fastest times but also we had a, a really really good turnout we had 116 cars registered and 83 took times we had 25 cars for HPDE, and yeah. Uh, and let me see here who went for the cash shootout. We had 21 went for the cash shootout. So what it was is that for the fastest car, I got $300. The second fastest, $200. Third fastest was $100. And we awarded the most consistent driver over the whole course of the day, a $50 bonus. And that went to Heito Hugh um, as the driver, and he's an SSR member. And then the, who won the cash shootout was... One, Jeff Jeske in a 2018 Audi TTRS with a raw time of 78.60 seconds. And number two was uh, in the cash shootout was uh, car number 45, Tom Hilly, in the 2018 Porsche Cayman GTS in 79 seconds. And then third was Joel Croncy and a Honda SK24, which was just over 79 seconds. So some fast cars and fast times. And, uh, yeah, it was they, they had a really good turnout, which, Brandon, do you want to emphasize on that turnout since you were the head timing and scoring person for that event?
1: Yeah, like I said, it's, it's Rockford. They're uh, low-speed autocross stuff they've been running. Rockford has been doing really well. They've been on the news a couple times. They've gained a lot of membership that way, and they convince a lot of people to travel up and do the big track. So, it's, like I said, it's not a far drive, and it's really easy for them to pull in big numbers.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fastest time of the day, as well as the Sports Car Club or Rockford member, not for the shootout, but just the overall regular raw score, was uh, Andre Sarian in a 2018 Mercedes AMG GTC, which is a pretty uh, pretty awesome car. and you know, mm-hmm. super unlimited. So that, it was a really good turnout, really great weekend overall. It was a great momentum to keep momentum going from our really great April event. And uh, then we took a little bit of break in June. And we have we did host the VSCDA uh, Vintage Weekend at Blackhawk Farms or Father's Day Weekend. Really good turn of cars. A lot of classic automobiles from pre-war all the way to the new V8 Challenge Series that Brian Garsh is doing with the uh, big block V8s, kind of like old Trans Am type cars. Uh, Really good, really good weekend. And I we usually staff that for VSCDA and uh, worked at events, so that was a great weekend overall. And then also in that area, there was so much going on. We had IndyCar at Road America that weekend and some other events at Autobahn, so uh, it was nice that the whole the whole weekend had plenty of activity. And then uh, then we went to, to July 4th weekend this past weekend, which was another big weekend in the area. You had uh, events at uh, Autobahn, then you had NASCAR Cup Series at Road America, and then we were at Black Hawk Farms Raceway. So, how did how did the July Fourth kick off for you guys? We had driver school number two, which which uh, I helped registration with a little bit, and I know David, your sister, helped me out a ton by being in the registration booth and going through all that. And uh, what how, how how did the students look on that Saturday?
2: Uh, well, it, it definitely didn't start out smooth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, the uh, the very first session for the students, they uh they got. We usually start off with uh, uh, parade laps. Basically, Uh, everybody gets into cars. Uh, The instructors will lead a a congo line of you know three, four, or five cars, depending upon how many you know uh, chase cars and how many students we have. And uh, so they did three or four laps of that, obviously all under yellow, going real lower, uh, a lot much lower pace, really focusing on the racing line and things like that too. Uh, As soon as they went green, there was. A uh, metal to metal within half a lap uh basically a couple of cars stacked up. I think there was some nervousness some over aggression and uh so it was it was a bit interesting it was a bit of a bit of a cluster going through that first session once they went green for a you know and they only went green for a couple of laps um so they went finished that up uh you know this, uh our our stewards came down and say. What in the world was that? <laughs> uh, got, got, him a, got everything straightened out. Everybody went back out for session two, and it was clean for the rest of the morning. Thanks. Everybody behaved properly, all that fun stuff. Um, then uh, in the afternoon, we do the first two sessions out. We, they do uh, uh, practice starts for the wheel-to-wheel cars. And the very first practice start <laughs> – I'm not really sure what the pole sitter was doing, but they just kind of drove right past the pace car that was sitting Ooh. in the middle of the
1: front straight. I think uh, I think that was Josh Carlson, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, and you know, everybody was kind of looking around, was like, oh, huh. never seen that happen before. But it, it it is what it is. We got it all figured out. you know, Jim, Yeah, yeah. As, as you said, I, think, I believe that was Josh. But you know, he was he was just mortified at that point. We're like, oh, no, it's all right, school. You know, you, you handled yourself professionally afterwards right. um, you know you guys are here to learn it's don't, don't do it again but it's not a huge deal uh so we got it all figured out got everybody going got the practice starts in so it was it was a good time uh and then the rest of the day was nice and smooth uh, nice and clean uh we had tracked the since the mid-am group uh, had backed out uh we had the track timers in a different group which that can sometimes cause a, a bit of a Bit have a couple of issues and things like that, but having them split out all of that, you know, there's less, less cars on track, less opportunities for something to go haywire or wrong or anything like that too. So then uh, we had a couple of HPDE uh, cars and instructor or cars for that as well. And sounded like they all had a great time as well. So.
0: Yeah, that's good. No, I, I heard our chief, school instructor's son was out there and we have uh Mm -hmm. he he dug it so he was uh he's looking to continue to do more so that's really good yeah very good very good that led us into our sprint race number four for sunday which looks like by we had about 104 cars show up for sunday that's a good turnout on july 4th itself
2: yeah yeah that was that was a good turnout um i Let's see, I ended up actually operating stewarding uh there. We were a bit light on stewards, but uh so you
0: were stewarding for uh on the uh Sunday for
2: Yeah, so I, I I was operating steward. Uh I did all of the, I was basically all the close to a groups minus vintage. So I had small prod, large prod, and IT. And uh except for the uh what was it? I think that was a small formula group uh and their race all the action happened in my three groups. (laughs) So (laughs) thankfully they decided to give Gary some, a little bit of action and not make it too easy of a day for him. But uh, he he was taking the other three groups. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, we had a, it was a great turnout, a lot of good racing. Uh, The, I was able to watch all the novices that came back uh, for Sunday and there was quite a few good races and uh, see the, see the novices, take to the much higher speeds, the faster pace, a lot, of, a lot more cars and things like that as well, uh, it really showed that our school, I, I hope, gave them everything they needed to. They seemed like they went out there. They did a good job. Uh, I think everybody, but uh, I think it was all but two students got a sign off for the day between all of our novice licenses that we had. We had a whole mess of them up there, which was really good to see. Mm-hmm. um and i think both of those were only because of mechanicals they did either didn't start the race or they didn't uh get a finish in the race so um yep. yeah i mean overall it was it was a good pretty reasonably clean day uh we did have the one oil down in the, the large prod group that uh, car unfortunately ended up hitting the oil and spun and and backed it into the tire barrier going through five but uh i don't think the car was too bad off it was
1: I think I saw him back out there later on.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, he did qualifying, so I don't know if there was another issue that he discovered after qualifying or getting back on a track. Uh, I don't think he ended up doing the race. But, uh, yeah, it was otherwise, you know, good hard racing, mostly clean racing. So nothing to ma- – no ma- real major accidents otherwise in the afternoon. So that was good to see. So, Good deal. Good deal.
0: Well, I'm looking at the results right now. I look at track owner of Blackhawk. Farms race by Paul Machute. He yeah. brought his GT1 Trans Am car out. Yeah, it looks like he qualified a minute thirteen, and his fast time was a minute fourteen. So he's going smoking it around
2: there. Yeah. yeah. So he he was moving out there, and uh yeah, he's he's usually a pretty patient driver. Uh, you know, he understands that there's a big speed difference. So yeah. there's there's that to play into it too. He's he's just out there to have fun and you know have a nice, relaxing. Cruiser on the track anyway so (laughs) although i don't know how relaxed you could be in that car (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) i think you're probably pretty busy
0: but uh excellent and then on monday july 5th we had the high speed autocross round two for the year and brandon this was the debut of your brand new equipment how was how did that go
1: brand new farm tech equipment It worked awesome everyone was real impressed it was really nice uh setting up because they're all wireless there's no uh, separate box that i have to attach a cable to so i'm able to set it all up myself just walk right down there and turn them on and they connected to the board right away and we were pretty much ready to go and then i think everyone was really also happy to have the scoreboard back we had the led scoreboard down by about the three marker on the outside of the track and People were able to see their times right as they finished, and it survived on the little battery pack that I had out there the whole event. So even everything worked, and even in the heat, in the sunlight, so it was pretty much flawless all day. Chris and I got into a rhythm, and we were just moving cars through. And we got we got through I think what was it, an hour and a half. It was 160 cars ish. So it was we were definitely moving at a good pace. Everyone was keeping it on track. A few spins here and there, but. Everybody was finishing their laps. So it was a really clean day overall.
0: Good deal. Yeah, it looks like we had about 56 registered, 50 took times. That's actually good for a you know a holiday weekend like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good weather and good, 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 good. And their next event is going to be um, August 28th as well at Blackhawk Farms Raceway. That's mm-hmm. event number three along the same days in Enduro. And then our next sprint round, is sprint race number five which is sunday august 29th at black oak farms raceway and that whole weekend is a combined weekend for, again from madison sports car club and salt creek sports car club which will be the promoters so uh, everybody check on that and registration it should be up this week so that's good that's good excellent uh we also have some additional news um it's kind of snuck under the wire there at the end of may with everything going on between e and and all these other announcements we've had, but there's a triple crown in Midwestern Council, a triple crown award. So let me explain it to you a little bit, uh, everybody that are listening. And the triple crown award is earned in Midwestern Council racing when a driver claims three out of the four championships. Uh, the first championship is a low-speed autocross, either Madison Sports Car Club or Salt. Our course, club, are Rockford. So there's two, there's two clubs that have their own low-speed autocross series. And so if you are a champion in one of those this year, it counts. Then number two uh, series is a high-speed autocross, which is Midwestern Council. And number three is a wheel-to-wheel sprints, uh, which is Midwestern Council, our club racing. And then uh, number four is the endurance uh, side of things with wheel-to-wheel, which is our enduro racing. And there's a little caveat additional to this, is that a car owner can become a winner of the Triple Crown by winning any of the three championships. And also, a volunteer who volunteers and works these events can also become a Triple Crown. So, a Triple Crown is kind of an overall, a driver can get it, a team owner can get it, and a volunteer can get it. Now, with a driver and car owner, a driver and car owner has... The same qualifications on how to win a championship for each brand given the rules in the GCR of those brands. So it would have to be like, so you have the Midwestern Council brands, you follow that GCR, Madison Sports Car Club, Low Speed Cross, you'd follow that GCR, and then Sports Car Club Rockford, you'd follow that GCR. Um, you cannot go for both a driver and car owner. You will have to choose though. Now, David,
2: is your father going to go for car owner? We were trying to, but the car keeps breaking before the autocross. <laughs> hey. All
0: right, that that does tend to hinder your uh, your ability. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my uh, my sister's boyfriend Dan was planning to run the autocross the Monday of World Day weekend, mm-hmm. except the cam broke in the enduro. <laughs> so oh no! Too well. And then the Sunday the second sprint race, the small prod sprint race, uh, something is shift linkage internal to the transmission that we haven't had out of the car in three and a half years, uh, decided to let go. So shifting between third and fourth, which is literally all you use on that track with that car, uh, decided to make it very difficult to shift between third and fourth. So he wasn't able to run it on uh, Memorial day weekend or for July 4th weekend. Sorry. So we've been for two so far, (laughs) So we had expectations trying to do that this year, but uh, right now it's uh, not looking too promising. So
0: let me give you an update on the volunteer portion. So driver and car are kind of self-explanatory a little bit uh, volunteer to be eligible for a triple crown volunteer award. A volunteer must one be a member of any Midwestern council club and have volunteered in at least 51% of three out of the four brands of events. If a volunteer becomes a member of council during the year after one or more of the events that have been held, that they worked, the event total of volunteer earned in the previous events before membership will be credited and documented. Uh, volunteers with Madison and Rockford Low Speeds, we were, we we're gonna check to see if they were there and that the organizers of the club presence to see who was on duty and worked. So for all of the other series, High-speed autocross, 51% event schedule, sprints, 51% event of the schedule, and enduro, 51% of the schedule. Volunteers need to volunteer in more than half of the days of each series available. So here's an example. So if you are signed up in timing and scoring, for example, it must be worked for more than half of a race day schedule to be counted, which makes sense because like me when I'm there, I hopscotch and do all kinds of other stuff, so I'm not even a part of this. But you have to be almost a little bit dedicated to a specialty um, on the volunteer side, which makes sense. And then also we're going to check everything. So volunteers need to sign up on Motorsport Reg and officially work a day in a specific position, whether it be corner worker, timing, scoring, tech, et cetera. Um, Like I said, it begins this year. So if you do win it all in one year, a competitor, team owner, volunteer has a span of 24 months to win it. But, however, if you do this in one year span, there will be a bonus provided by council, which includes a competitor's membership to their club of choice. The competitor's licensing fees are covered by council for the following year only. And a special trophy plaque awarded signifying the completion in a one year span. And if you win the triple crown over a span of two years, so David, your dad still has two years to do this Will receive a trophy plaque for their efforts as an award, but I know your dad wants the one year. So
2: yeah, I, which yeah, I we're totally really, get. I totally yeah, get that. We, we, we were shooting for it. and It's looking less and less. <laughs> well, next uh, year, you're going to have like three cars next year. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope we can just start going through. We don't have to just continue to go through cars next year to be able to do any of it. But, you know, we'll, I, guess, I guess we'll see. <laughs> the most so.
0: expensive triple crown ever. You go through three cars to <laughs> try to get one award.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, so when that news uh, came out um, here not too long ago uh, during the end of May. And um, also we had some news that might have missed some people is that we have official charity we're dealing with for 2021. Some of you have already seen our registrations, uh, whether it be MSR or possibly some uh, donations at the track. So we're going to work with uh, the Dave Music Foundation uh, as our official charity for this year. And so, what this charity does is it raises money for Riley's Children's Hospital in Indianapolis and for families that are hit hard by children going through cancer or other ailments. And so, uh, we are uh, working with them to raise some funds over the year. And um, there's also going to be some prizes associated with that. Um, there's going to be some possible Indy 500 tickets and also some tickets for some other sporting events that will be. Uh, maybe a raffle off here, the August event where if you donate a certain amount of money, you're going to be put in a bowl and we're going to mix and match to see who would sit like a raffle who would win uh, tickets or prizes. So to raise some money for them and we're, it's pretty much based on the same that we did last year for um, the Save the Children campaign. Correct, David?
2: Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's correct. Um, so we're going to be giving away $1 from every entry. Uh, throughout the season for Midwestern Council to uh, the, the charity. And then also any other donations that we receive throughout the year and related to whatever else that would end up being uh, from extra drivers participating in that and all that good fun stuff. So, excellent.
0: Got to give back to the community, which, which we love. So, thank you for that. And then the next big announcement since we're on a summer break now, since uh, we won't be racing until the end of August. We have a brand new iRacing series for GT3 cars. David, would you like to explain a little bit of this?
2: Uh, Yeah. yeah. We we had the testing here this past week. Uh, Didn't have a lot of people, but had quite a few of our regulars show up for it. Uh, So it was good to see them back in the saddle for for the iRacing things. I know uh, for me, I've been... Moving and doing all kinds of other crazy stuff and traveling and everything. So, I finally got my sim rig back up and running. Uh, I've paid pretty much just the time for this. And uh, yeah, so all of the current and active GT3 cars are eligible. Uh, I think the only one that's on iRacing that we won't be using is a Z4, which is the legacy BMW. Uh, but otherwise, you have eight cars to choose from. All the setups are open. Uh, we've got seven or eight races. Uh, in the season, and we'll be kicking off uh, this coming Wednesday, the fourteenth. Fourteenth? Uh, yep. Uh, yep. At it's going to be Sebring, I believe. Yep. 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 Ready to go at Sebring. Uh, so we're going to be doing uh, hour-long practice sessions. Just to let everybody get in there. Uh, I believe starting at seven thirty. Then a ten-minute window to for a two-lap qualifying. It's all individual qualifying this, this time around. And then we will be doing a 50-lap race, and the fuel is going to be set to 50%, uh, so you, you will have to make it pit stop somewhere in there. So, uh,
0: Are setups open on this?
2: Yes. Yes, okay. setups are completely open. Okay.
0: Okay. So it looks like we're July 14th at Sebring, July 21st at Mid-Ohio, July 28th Watkins Glen Full Course, August 4th Road America, August 11th at MoSport Canadian Tire Park, August 18th Daytona, and we're going to wrap it up August 25th at Road Atlanta Michelin Raceway. So that's going to be a pretty uh, ambitious summer GT3 series, but it looks like it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I haven't yet figured out what car I'm going to drive, but I think I'm leaning towards the Audi R. Um, i drove a different car every day and test <laughs> 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 i was not like everybody else where i ran the same car <laughs> um well, that's it's good gonna, on you you're, yeah. you're shaking them down. <laughs> yeah so uh i was i was competitive in every car I'd, i ran i guess in comparison to the, the, the people that were there um i feel like there's gonna be quite a few porsches but i haven't broken down and bought the porsche yet so uh i was just like you know what i'm just gonna be different this time around um so we'll have uh, quite a few of the newest car, and I believe there's even somebody that wants to run the Ford GT. Uh, so we will have the oldest GT3 car and the newest GT3 car, and hopefully some things in between. So, um, Excellent. So that'll be, that'll be cool to see. Hopefully there's a good mix of cars. Hopefully the, the battles are decent. Uh, I think quite a few people are going to be pretty close on pace and things like that too. So I think it should be a,
1: a good uh, good series. So Yeah, and the pit stops will level things out too because you have to come in with a little bit of strategy. So.
2: Yeah, next, yeah it'll be a bit, so. Yeah, you'll you'll have to worry about getting in and out of pit lane, you'll have pit load, you know, potentially pit uh pit road speeding penalties, all that kind of stuff that you'll have to worry about. Um I know personally I've gotten dinged a couple of times on pit road speed penalties just releasing the limiter just a little bit too soon. I know Road America's with a bit weird for whatever reason, but uh um yeah, so that'll throw some different strategies in there do you just go real hard abuse the tires show as fast as you can run qualifying laps and then throw a set of tires on you take it a little bit easier conserve your tires for the whole stint uh, or for the whole race and then not worry about changing tires that kind of stuff so i think some of the tracks are you're going to see a variety of different uh strategies at a a few of the different tracks i think um i heard one guy talk uh, complaining about tires at mall sport where he was he was doing a fuel run, and by the end of the fuel run, he had just no left-side tires left so she, since that track is so abusive there on that, on those. So that'll be uh, interesting to see what uh, what everybody can make up and what, what everybody decides to do through it. So,
0: Well, it's going to be interesting, and we all can watch it on Twitch and Facebook. Or, well, yeah, our, Brandon, so how are we going to broadcast this? Outside of Twitch, yeah, which is our normal our channel, channel. Uh, it's going to be Facebook Live, too, or YouTube Live? What, how uh, we gonna, just uh, Twitch. How, uh, what do you think? Because I think last year, in the winter, we did Twitch, and yes. then Facebook Live, and then YouTube. Was this correct?
1: Uh, oh, no, so we, we streamed it live on Twitch, and then we updated the video afterwards to Facebook.
0: Okay, excellent. Yep. So Twitch, though. Twitch is going to be the main area to watch this. Yep. And if you want Twitch, uh, the add Twitch address will be on our MCSCC.org website under media to uh, be able to get to our Twitch location. And I can't wait. It, given I'm a series sponsor, whoever wins this thing will get the high speed autocross entry fee paid for by me uh, for Milwaukee. Brandon, what are those Milwaukee dates again?
1: September 9th, 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, you 10, go. 11, 12.
0: Or I will pay the entry fee for Will a person for the long race over Halloween weekend. Mm. So right. awesome. we have that to look forward to. So I can't wait. And then David, yes. if this is not enough virtual racing news, we have a new small announcement for the fall that we don't have all the details for. But you can give the listeners. Yeah. We're not done with this.
2: Yeah. So, so uh yeah we i was just screwing around and uh decided to drive the new formula v and uh i think i was with uh dan goff matt thomas a few other uh regulars on the iRacing racing scene that raced with us as, as well and we were uh just pretty much just screwing around with it but started kind of racing together we had a couple of random people as it was just an open session that people running with us and um we we're on road america the car really isn't fast at all there i think i think we were hitting like 95 miles an hour going into turn five <laughs> so it really wasn't that fast <laughs> um but i mean they, they were really easy to drive and everything else like that and that was stock setup i mean we didn't do anything to the cars to make anything nice or easy or anything like that and uh we kind of it, it kind of got me thinking of Maybe do we take the Mazda series and switch it to Formula V? And then we just kind of decided, well, screw it. Let's see if we can get just kind of like a late fall league. Uh, So I believe the week after the long race, so that first week in November there, we'll have uh, a test week where we'll have a couple of sessions up there. And then that following week, skipping Thanksgiving week, I think it's uh, five races that we were looking to do. And five, uh, five
0: races by the schedule won't be released yet, but there will be a surprise or two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we're <laughs> going to go to some, some random tracks and uh, we're going to take the Formula V and put it through its paces and, and have a little fun. And uh, hopefully, uh, I, I think the funniest thing that we could figure out is that you could actually bump draft with Formula V's in the game. If you hit it right, you can bump draft, which I found well. was pretty interesting. <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, I, I, so we just decided to throw that together, and then we'll, we'll focus on the Mazda League uh, once again as our, our winter league from uh, kind of mid-January through probably early March-ish time frame and uh, kind of go through that. So
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, speaking of winter, there was some things that were mentioned at our board director meeting Thursday. Do, there, we have a little bit of a rumbling of a possible – Banquet in person this year, post COVID, correct?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, I'm I'm hoping that everything stays kind of in the trend that we're working towards right now. Um, you know, if you if you haven't get vac- got vaccinated, I guess personally, I, I definitely recommend it. Oh, I see my mom's calling me, but oh well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll try to have a uh, in-person banquet here. I believe we're planning to have it up in the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, so it'll be kind of a little bit of a family getaway for those that want to do that uh or you don't have a family you just want to hang out in the dells for a weekend uh there's opportunities there for for everybody there to be able to go up there and do that um but yeah it'll be i think yeah yeah january 15th we have a tentative date for it uh so we'll have all the trophies presentations and everything else from the past year so excellent
0: excellent all right. Well, that concludes our uh, podcast wrap up. For we've been gone for two months, but now we're back. And our next event is going to be July fourteenth, virtually at Sebring, and everyone catch it on Twitch. What time would that be? Again, seven p.m. or eight p.m. for them to dial in and watch.
2: Oh, uh, um, that is seven thirty. Seven thirty. Okay. I excellent. think the race will. The qualifying starts at eight.
1: All right. Yeah, I usually, I usually start the stream towards the second half of qualifying so everyone can see how it all shakes out and then we get into the race. All right.
0: Sounds awesome, fellas. Well, uh, thank you for, again for uh, doing co-hosting another podcast here for the Midwestern Council Paddock Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. For all those out there, our next live event in person is going to be uh, the last week into August at Blackhawk Farms Raceway. August 20th and 29th Uh, look at registration. It's going to be up here pretty soon uh, hosted by Madison sports car club and salt Creek sports car club. And to that, uh, we will see you down the road.